Amen. I love this song. I love this song not only for the truth that has in it, but because it's the song that my daughter and my son-in-law choose for their wedding. So my heart was filled with joy. Whenever we think about God's love, we look at the most known verse in the Bible. John 3:16 For so for God so loved the world that he gave his own and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that's a, a truth. Whenever we look at what God has done our tendency is to focus only on the death of Christ. And yes, that's the most important thing, to the, the death of the Holy Son of God. Without any sin, it was a payment for the penalty of our sins. Throughout his sacrifice, we are saved. And throughout repentance and faith in him, we can have the hope of glory. Praise be God for this kind of love. And we have seen the portrait of love in the video at the beginning, all those beautiful aspects of God's love. But you know what? Before he died, Jesus lived for us. He lived a life of love. He showed us a life of love. And today, we are here to learn that this godly love is greater than everything. Whoever wants to say that he is a follower of Jesus, he has to live according how Jesus lived. So today, I'm happy to be again here. I've been here three years ago, a little bit before COVID era, and uh, I'm so happy to see that God allowed you to renew the worship uh, place. God bless you. And uh, each day, God can renew our devotional life. Yes? So, <clears throat> let me read three verses from uh, what Apostle Paul said about this godly life that Jesus showed. The most excellent way in 1 Corinthians 13, first three verses says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. We are born with a particular type of love. Yes, we love ourselves, we love each other, but this is a human type of love, a selfish love. Christ came to change us, to show us God's love. And God's love is a self-giving love. That's why the preeminence of love means, as Paul says here, that God's love is greater than 
any sensational sermon, speech, oratory, or rhetoric. I'm happy, and I thank Brother David for what he said. I'm happy that I speak better Romanian than English. And I'm happy that I better understand English than Romanian. <laughs> because if not, he will preach his sermon, I will translate my sermon. <laughs> of course, I know that you will forgive my English mistakes. I learned English studying underground during the communism. I received the Lord when I was young, at 15 and a half. I loved the Lord and I studied the Bible and I learned a lot of verses by heart. And when God brought the time to grow and know more about Jesus, we gathered hiding from the secret police and somebody had to translate. I love more football than English in school, but I love more the Bible than anything else in life. So I started to translate and in this way, I became the most favorite translator of Brother David. <laughs> Please send him again, because we didn't stop during the COVID. In fact, I may tell you that I'm here to say thank you for all your giving and all your support uh, in all, all the things we do with international needs in Romania, because we were able to double the number of our church planters. The need is higher. In the last year, we saw a wave of uh, uh, gypsy needs in the gypsy communities. People who are searching the Lord in that communities. We had a, a wave of uh, Ukrainian refugees who needed our help and we jumped before the government jumped. The church, international needs and other organizations just went there at the border to help them. And I'll tell you a little bit more, some of the examples. But let's go forward and uh, understand that besides the uh, extraordinary and sensational speech, if I don't have love, I'm a selfish guy. If I have uh, all the knowledge, all the faith to move mountains, to do something spectacular, Without love, I'm nothing. God's love is it's higher, it's greater than any sacrificial act I may do. To give all my fortune for the, the need and the, uh, feeding the, the poor. Or to give my body to be martyrized for Christ. It's nothing. I gain nothing if I don't have love. And Jesus is the one who talked that lesson to a specialized religious guy who knew everything from God's word. In Luke chapter 10, there was a, a man, an expert in the law, who just tested Jesus. And he said, well, what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And the Lord said, okay, do you know God's word? Do you know the law? Yes. And he quoted by heart. Maybe sometimes as I quoted the different verses from the Bible by heart. And uh, okay, 
The Lord said, if your answer is correct, love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor, uh, apply it. You know it, now you do it. But he was proud and he said, mm, Master, who is my neighbor? Many of us maybe ask that question. And the Lord told him that parable of the Good Samaritan, most of you know. There was a guy who came down from Jerusalem to Jericho, somewhere, sometimes on the way. He was caught by robbers, thieves, who beat him, tear out all his clothes, and took everything he had and let him have that. I want us to learn and understand few attitudes we can have towards the people who are fallen, who are in problems, who are in needs around us. So let's look a little bit here, and if we go forward with the slides, we can see that <clears throat> first attitude is the attitude of the robbers. Why these guys beat it? the person, why they took everything he had and let him almost dead. You know why? Because in their mentality, the selfish love, they said, oh, you have something, what's yours? It's mine. And they saw in this person a man who should be looted. And they have done everything they could to gain something for that person. So many people around us are using the other people to gain things. And we call that exploitation. We need to remember, looking in God's word, what Jesus said. God let the things to be used. And he let the people around us to be loved. How I look at those around me. Do, have, do I have a selfish love or the love that was shown in 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 4? You know that the, the highest and the wildest uh, robber is sin. Sin is the one who took us far away from the Father, from God. Sin is the one who is lying us every day that, uh, oh, uh, if you have a sinful life, you'll be happy. You'll have a happy life. It's a lie. So many people are saying now, I'm caught in the vicious circle. I cannot escape. Because sin is robbing us. There are so many around us who need somebody will love them and help them. The second attitude is the attitude of the religious man, the prelates. It's seen, and Jesus said, you know, they were coming from Jerusalem, and uh, usually the priests, the Levites, had to stay uh, a certain time there to serve, and uh, <clears throat> when they saw the man, they said, okay, I have my life, you have your life. What's mine? It's mine. And they saw in this man somebody who has to be avoided, who should be avoided. And they passed away on the other side, without caring, without being interested. Why? 
because they try to find excuses. The priest, I was a week in service. Every Sunday, I'm here uh, working for the Lord. It's his fault. Why he came on this road in the middle of the night? Why he came alone? He couldn't be with somebody else? Why here? Why there? Excuses, excuses. And the Levite could say, I've seen the, past, the, the, the priest. He has done nothing. Why should I do something? I have my own life. I'm hurry, in hurry to go to my family. I'm busy. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. We couldn't say that when we heard that in February, in the 24th of February, the war started in Ukraine. We from international needs couldn't say we don't care when we saw so many gypsies, children, uh, without going to school, without having something to eat, without having proper clothes. We, don't see, we couldn't stay away when we knew that God sent us to be his arms, his heart, his feet. Because only love is the one who will touch somebody's heart and change a life, change a community, change a country. The love of the Lord can change the whole world. The third and last attitude, of course, Jesus said, is the attitude of a Samaritan. I will not tell you too much about the relationship between Jews and Samaritans. The Jews hated Samaritans. And to tell uh, to an expert in God's word, uh, take the example of a Samaritan. They choose to have another uh, worship type. <clears throat> they are going on Mount Harizim, not on Mount uh, uh, of the Temple. So we don't want to hear about them. I praise God I'm not a Samaritan. They prayed so many times. But the Samaritan knew something. That he has to love those around he saw in this man a man who should be helped. And the mentality of each disciple of Christ has to be this one. That's why Jesus talked to this guy and said, what's yours? What's mine? It's yours. What you have, it's not for you, it's for the others. And follow my example. Jesus gave his glory for us. And he came and served to bring us to his glory. That's why the Samaritan took four steps of love. Shortly, he paid attention to the guy who was down. Do you have, do I have the eyes who can see the needs around us? I'm sure most of you have. Because we felt in Romania your support. You loved those that you heard that are suffering. You are ready and you were ready to, to be involved. And I thank you for that. But he didn't just pay attention. He came there. He approached the guy and he saw the wounds and he saw his uh, uh, condition disaster. I invite you to come and see some of the conditions we are trying to solve. In Romania, we don't look for excuses. We are trying to find solutions. 
And uh, this one took his garments and uh, cleaned the wounds of the man who was uh, almost dead. He brought help. He put oil and, and wine as a medicine and put uh, the, the wounded guy on his uh, new Mercedes, uh, Cadillac of the day, his donkey, and took him to the inn. Gave two coins to the housekeeper of the inn. And he said, I stayed a night, helped them. How, how, how much I could. Now it's your turn. I'll be back. I'll return. I will pay you for sure. Be ready to do my work. I see Jesus in this Samaritan. He's taking so many people who are down. And he's doing his mighty work of love with mercy, with care, with compassion. And we are called as the housekeeper of the inn to be part, to be there, to work with him. Involvement, effort, costs to save a person. The lesson of the whole parable is easy and it's quite practical. You know it, you do it. And uh, this expert heard uh, the words of Christ, go and do likewise. Why? Because love lives only in its actions. You cannot say with your words, oh, I love you. And your friend, your neighbor, your relative has a problem, has a need, is in despair. And you just talk his shoulder, oh, God bless you. John said in his uh, uh, epistle, don't love only with the words, love with your acts also. Why? Because Jesus teaches us that our love to God cannot be separated by our love to our neighbors. What are the most unusual things that you are doing as disciples of Christ? Do you love your enemies? Do you know that we are working with Christian psychologists, with the, the ladies, the men, uh, the, the women, the mothers who came from Ukraine, just to help them forgive? It's really hard when you know that your husband died there to forgive those who killed him. But you know, God forgave us. We killed his son throughout our sins. And he offers grace and he says, yes, you want to be saved? You, have, you want to have a, a new life with love, not hate? Come to me. Give your life to me. I will bless it. You will have peace and joy. We cannot separate what we say and our love to our, our father from the love and the acts we do to our, our neighbors. Let me show you and give you some examples. I have a bunch of stories and a lot of photos, but because of the lack of time, I will be quite uh, punctual and try to give you some examples. If you go forward, the first family <clears throat> that came to Fontenelle, when the war started, I wanted to go at the border as other fellow uh, workers, 
but uh, my passport was outdated. So I couldn't go in Ukraine. Uh, that helped me to have a new passport and be able to be here today. <laughs> but uh, we, we sent some of our church planters there, and they were happy to bring blankets, to bring hot tea, uh, coffee, toys, uh, clothes, uh, whatever it was needed at the beginning. Because if you remember, there were log lines of cars some of them abandoned there, and the people waited one, two days, freezing and needing help without any food. So we tried to be part of it. And interesting, not the government started that. The church, the people of God, were the first who showed love. The second thing, when we saw people who are willing to come in the hubs we prepared for them, we offered safe transportation because there are so many who try to profit of the ladies who came fleeing, fleeing from, from the war. So where they got in Sigishwara, Danesh, Arad, Siget, Timishwara, in some of the places we have our people, our workers, they found accommodation, a shelter, as in the inn. Food, we buy for them medicines, take care of their medical problems. In few of the places, we already started kindergarten in Ukrainian for them. We uh, had camps for the children. We have uh, Bible studies for the grown-up adults. We have uh, uh, counseling for the ladies who are there. And we find jobs and offer official papers if they want to stay. Those who want to go forward, we help them to travel safely. Natasha and Sergei, they were living in Kiev. In the night of 24 February, they were awake by bombs, by uh, lights, by flames, and uh, took their three kids, uh, took also Natasha's parents, and they said, we have to go. They filled two cars with whatever they could grab in, in one hour and headed to the west where Sergei's parents were living. They stayed there a week, nine person in, in two rooms, and uh, they understood it's not a solution. They decided to come to Romania. The children didn't want it. But Sergei said, we'll go to a Christian's camp. And in fact, they got to Fagarash in a Christian camp, but uh, surely they succeed to, throughout the help of a church in, in Croatia, in uh, Zagreb, to receive a place where they could stay. Why? Because the parents uh, didn't know any English. They knew only Ukrainian, and the Croatian language is very close to Ukrainian. So for their benefit, they said, we choose Croatia. On the way, a friend of mine from Fagarash called me and said, this is a family, two families, they have to stay together. Can you help? Yes, we have already prepared throughout international needs a shelter here in Fontanelle Baptist Church. Come on, bring them here. After a while, I receive another phone call. Doru, I'm sorry, their car broke 120 kilometers before Arad. Can you help? Oh, Samaritan, do something. I found in that afternoon a man who had a trailer. I took my car, took the kids, 
nine, seven, three years old, uh, brought everyone in a rut. Instead of one night, they stayed eight nights because the car was almost demolished. The whole uh, turbo of the car was broken. They had to take all the engine down. And uh, the guy who said, I will repair it for free, he said, I need some money for the spare parts because they are a lot. But God was good. Internationalist was ready to help. And uh, they headed to Croatia. It was really hard to see your house when you moved in it two months before, destroyed. Got, they got to Croatia in two weeks. We received a, a news. Pavel, the grandfather, has cancer, pancreatical cancer. And in two months, he left to be with the Lord. Sorrow after sorrow. Problems after problems. But you know what they said? Doru, you have been God's angel for us. They never knew what to do. But God has his loving hands along every step. Let's go forward. There's another example. We had also lockdown during the COVID. And uh, when it started, a lot of old ladies, senior adults from our church and other churches, uh, they were stuck in with children, with grandchildren, without too much food, without too much water. <coughs> they needed help, they needed medicines. And uh, only the pastors, the church planters, those who were minister had the privilege to travel. So each day we brought bags with food, medicines, and as you see from the window, sometimes just we just let it in the yard of the house and call them, uh, get out, your food is ready. They survived. We used the technology. Uh, our church, uh, Fontenelle Baptist Church, is a small church. We were around, let's say, 40 people. And uh, we divided the whole church throughout, throughout the, the three leaders, spiritual leaders. Myself, the young pastor who was ordained last Sunday, and the presbyter of the church. Everyone has a list. Each day we called all the members of the church. After a week, we switched lists. You know what? Everybody in the church got COVID. Nobody in the church died because their heart was trusting in the Lord. And uh, when we receive a little bit, after two weeks, a little bit of possibility to move around, we organize prayers by Zoom. Not everybody had a, a smartphone, but there were a few of them who had a smartphone. So we gathered them, five, six, in one room, another five, six in another home, and we use that facility to be able to have fellowship. And the examples may continue. You know, be creative in the way you show your love. Sometimes love doesn't mean to preach. Maybe when you come with a cake to one of your neighbors, I've done that to one of my neighbors who kept me awake each night with strong music. 
sense of love toward my enemies. Some of them have done wrong things toward us, but we love them and we forgave them because that was what Jesus has done. Another example, Lionel Popescu, he's in uh, the South. He's one of the uh, church planters supported by you. Toward, uh, together with Aline, Yonika, Florichika, other uh, church uh, planters who are working in that specific area where is spiritual darkness. Witchcraft, uh, folk beliefs, cult of the dead, all kinds of things. And uh, <clears throat> he was ready to help throughout our support a lot of families. In September, school started. Everybody 30, 40 children receive not only candies or food, they receive uh, what the items they needed for school and school bags. Why? Because we knew that's the need. Go forward, another example. Julian Pop. He lives in Lupoia, in the center, north center of the, the country, near Zalou. And uh, there is uh, also a large community of gypsy people. Well, that community is really poor. And he found the poorest family, a lady called Diana, uh, had a, a husband. If I translate his name in, in English, it's Rose, Trandafir. But this husband stayed two years and a half in prison. Diana has eight children. The nine one died at birth. So they had no means of living. Since two months, two years ago, we were able to help Julian to uh, take all the trees from a, a part of their land and uh, plant a, a garden for vegetables. Uh, along with some of the hens and one pig they had. Uh, this year, he bought three goats and one goatling. We were digging, go forward please, we were getting, digging a water well for them to help them have some water. They lived in one room, made by mud and covered by uh, plastic. And uh, now, Julian uh, found uh, a modular home Six per five meters, that's 30 uh, square meters, where they will have all they need fully equipped to cross the winter. We will give them also wood to be able to heat themselves and restore also the roof of the existing room. Two of their children and one of, uh, are going to school and the third one is going now to the kindergarten. They are little but we are looking to help them have an education. This is the arm of God. This is the hand of love. Julian is looking with his wife. This lady started to come to the church and we are now praying. She wants to be baptized. She postponed it till uh, the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year, just to see that her husband will be baptized to, together with her. So we pray that God will work to his heart too. He's now out of, of, the, of jail. Another example is uh, Sami Gorgan. This is another church planter we have in Arad. He is working with deaf mute people. He is, in fact, the pastor of the deaf mute uh, church in Arad. And uh, 
I want to share you one of his experience. Uh, he was one of those who wanted to go at a boarding cross, uh, crossing border uh, place in uh, Siret. Uh, he waited there a few days. He prayed, the Lord, tell me whom I can take from here and bless them and give them a shelter in Arad. Lexa, it's a young boy, 24 years old. Uh, he's, you'll see in the, in the center his uh, picture. He worked in a cafeteria. He's also deaf. Uh, he has diabetes, but he had a quiet life before the war. Suddenly, other deaf friends uh, came and took him to a basement, and he didn't understand what, what, what happens because he didn't hear any sirens. But sure, soon they, they fell the trembling ground because Mariupol was bombed. They were in Mariupol. They stayed three days without food and water in the basement, not understanding why, what happens. When they got out, they were shocked. They had to climb the dead bodies of their friends and neighbors. They went to the cafeteria. It was destroyed. He went to his flat on the top of the building to take something, and his flat was bombed, completely destroyed. And with what he had, only the clothes of him. And with the other friends, they found the car and tried to flee. The Russian army got in their way. They mocked them because they couldn't speak and they just made signs and uh, took all the diesel from the car and said, now you can go, go, wherever you like, 500 meters. And after that, the car stopped. And they had to walk through difficult places three days to get to Romania border. There, guess where they landed? In the parking lot, where our brother prayed in the car, Lord, show me what I'm doing here. And he turned his head and he saw these three guys moving their hands. And because he knows the sign language, he said, oh, this is the answer. He could get out, spoke with them, told them, I have a shelter for you. Come with me. You'll be safe. God has a plan for your life. Lexa is now in Arad with the other friends. Uh, they receive each one a Ukrainian Bible. They are part of the ministry of the church. Uh, the picture in the right shows the Thanksgiving day they had last Sunday. And uh, he is very close to become a disciple of Jesus. This is the way God works. This is the way love finds solutions, not excuses. Uh, last, last example. Yeah, go forward. Sammy also is giving wood for the uh, poor people in near Arad in a place called Ferma Muresh. There are 100 families there without means to survive. He is part of that work together with Daniela, with Mirel, with myself and other friends. Sam, uh, Cosmin Gabor, he lives in the center of Romania with 
his um, spiritual father, Florin Boruga, they went also to help at the beginning, those who came. He transported hundreds of uh, trips with the van just to bring the, the uh, Ukrainian refugees to Sigishwara and Danesh, offer them uh, a lot of uh, help, food, shelter, uh, and uh, now they have in that place around 250 Ukrainians who are cared for. In 16 places, they have their shelter, they have their place. The ladies found work. A lot of other Ukrainians were helped to go forward if they wanted to leave and go in other countries. Uh, he is a gypsy. He grew up in the slam of Danish. Uh, if you see also in the right, the nice houses they have, everything is muddied there. I've been there. I've been inside of their houses. They stay there inside, some of them, with the hands. It's interesting. Nothing on the floor, just mud. But Florine saw in him something. And he shared his love, the love of Jesus, not a, a selfish love, a self-giving love. And Cosmin uh, had education. He studied also theology. He is now the pastor of the Dan, uh, Danish uh, Baptist Church, and he is baptizing at least 20 people every three months because they see him as an example. It's possible. God can take me out of this land. God can give me uh, a future. And uh, he has the love of God for them. They are giving each day in an after-school program, uh, food, feeding 120 children in Danish, Laslia, and Saesh. They are also teaching, go forward please, teaching the children in after-school program how to read and write, how to prepare the lessons. And in the church, behind the church building, they have few washing machines and some showers. And Cosmin uh, is telling to the kids, Friday and Sunday, you come with a small bag with all your dirty clothes and we will wash them. And you'll take a shower because Monday when you go to church, uh, the, the school after the Sunday when you come to church, you don't need to smell as pigs. You are human beings. And these kids learn how to live. Learn how to respect others. There were people in the shops who said, what have you done to these children? These are gypsy children. Before, whenever they crossed my, my shop, they were yelling, they were spitting, they were taking uh, uh, stones and hitting my, my windows. What happened with them? Now when they cross my shop, they are taking their head and say, good day, sir, how are you? Waving their hands. It's amazing. The love of God can change a heart, a life, one by one. And that can bring a change in the whole community. There's still a lot of work. Please come and see. Please shake hands with us. Yes, we are so appreciate, appreciating your help, your financial help, your uh, prayers. Of course, they are excellent. Continue to do that. But if you like to come, you'll see with your eyes what God is doing there. We want to change the whole communities. We hit only 30%.
maybe less, from the big number of uh, gypsies that live in Romania right now. There are officially more than 655,000, but practically I think there are almost two, two million gypsies in our country. So the harvest is full. The workers are few. Help us to bring more workers. We have on the list at least two workers in the north and two workers in the middle of the country who wants to jump in the boat this next year. Help us to bless many other people. <clears throat> Go to the next slide, please. I will end here. I want to praise God for all he has done till now. And I want to challenge you. Continue the good work. Continue to love people and those who didn't do it till now. Change your attitude. You know, God said, Apostle Paul is testing, uh, speaking about that in Romans 5.5. 5. God poured out his love in our lives when we received his Holy Spirit. That's why we can love with God's love, not the human love. That's why we can uh, bless many others, because he blesses us and he is in us. We can live the life of Jesus. And this is the calling. John says in 1 John chapter 2, whoever wants to, to say that he is uh, the disciple of Jesus, he should live as Jesus lived. Maybe we will not do exactly what he has done, but for sure we are called to live in the same manner he had lived and worked. And Peter at the end says, you know, the end of all things is near. Our nice houses will burn. Our nice cars will have no fuel. Our uh, hopes, uh, our faith, everything will stop because we will see God. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray and be prepared for that moment. And above all, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. Why? Because God covered us. I don't know how many of you remember the unusual thing I've done three years ago. Probably the one who plays guitar remembers. I grab a guitar, and during my sermon, I, I just sang a gypsy song, if you remember. Now I want you to remember something else, unusual. The umbrella is the proper example of God's love. Yes. I'm working and I'm covered by the IN umbrella, International Needs Ministry. And I'm working and I'm doing whatever God helps me to do. But you know what? As we cover throughout the International Needs Ministry all those who are in need, God covered us throughout the love of, God, of Christ to have salvation of our souls and the sins washed and forgiven. Are you ready to be an umbrella for somebody? Be ready to give your life in service for Christ.
Let's put our heads down and let's pray. Our Father, our dear Savior, Jesus, we praise your name and we thank you for your love. We thank you that you had mercy when we were against you, when we didn't deserve your love. We thank you that you gave the most high price for our souls. And we thank you that you are giving us a goal for our life. Help us live in your love. Help us be fulfilled and, and covered in your life, love because your Holy Spirit. And help us give your love to the others as you gave your love to us. Thank you for this church. Bless each soul who is here and help us partner in such way that your name will be glorified in Romania and in any other parts of the, the world throughout our service of love. Amen.